Way back in the late 1960s, there was a program on television called The Tying Tunnel. Some of you may remember it. It was all about two scientists who had discovered a way to travel through time. In every program, they would find themselves in a different historical situation, either in the past or in the future. But during this past week, I happened to catch an old Time Tunnel episode online, and it brought back a lot of pleasant memories, because this was one of my favorite programs when I was in grammar school. I always found the idea of traveling through time fascinating and intriguing. Perhaps a lot of people do. But anyway, on this particular episode, the two scientists found themselves on the Titanic, of all places, in the middle of the North Atlantic, on the day when that famous ship hit the iceberg and sank. Now, I dare say, if you woke up one day and found yourself in that situation, I'm sure you'd do exactly what these two scientists tried to do. You'd desperately try to convince the captain of the ship that you knew what was going to happen. You'd tell him to turn the ship to the south to warmer waters to avoid disaster. The captain, of course, would think, that you're out of your cotton-picking mind, he'd probably put you under arrest, which is exactly what happened to the two scientists in the story. And so the ship struck the iceberg just as they had predicted it would. To me, there's a very important lesson here, a spiritual lesson. The lesson is you cannot rewrite history. As much as you might like to, you can't. As much as those two time tunnel scientists wanted to rewrite the story of the Titanic, they couldn't do it. This is true of all history, world history, our family history, our own personal history. It cannot be changed. No aspect of it can be changed. From one standpoint, at least, that's not very good news, because we've all had experiences in our lives that we wish we never had. I know some of you in this church this morning have fought in wars. You've lived through some violent situations, some frightening situations that you wish you had never experienced. All of us have seen relatives and friends die. Sure that part of us wishes we could rewrite some of those stories. I know I would not have had my parents pass away at such young ages. My father at 46, my mother at 60. I would have certainly changed some of the other circumstances surrounding their deaths. And then there are other sins we've committed. If we're truly serious about our relationship with the Lord, if we're truly serious about growing in our relationship with Jesus, we will deeply regret some of the things we've done in the past and some of the things, good things, we should have done but didn't do. For example, I'm sure that after his conversion, St. Augustine wished he could rewrite the history of his first 30 or so years, which were filled with self-indulgence and sexual promiscuity. St. Paul, I'm sure, wished he could wipe away some of the terrible things he had done to Christians after his conversion. I'm sure you wish he could rewrite the history of the stoning of St. Stephen. Remember, St. Paul was an accomplice to that murder. He was known as Saul at the time. He stood there approvingly while others threw the rock. I'm sure St. Peter always wished that he could rewrite the story of Holy Thursday night minus his three denials of Jesus. But he couldn't, they couldn't, none of us can. And this is something we have to accept. 
especially if we want to be able to meet Jesus in the state of grace on Judgment Day. Jesus tells us in today's Gospel, be ready for his second coming always. Because when that moment arrives, when Jesus comes for us, either at the end of our earthly lives or at the end of time, we will not be able to rewrite our personal history. There is no reincarnation. I hope everybody knows that. The Bible is very explicit about that. If you don't believe me, read Hebrews 9.27. It says it explicitly. You die once. There are no second chances. You don't come back as a frog or a cow or your favorite movie star or sports hero. Our history ends when the Lord comes for us. That history is the basis of his judging us. But you know, there's another dimension to all this. This is something we also need to be clear about, I would say. Yes, it's true, you can't rewrite your past history. Yes, it's true, you can't rewrite the history of the end of, of your earthly life, at the end of your earthly life. But until your last breath, my brothers and sisters, you and I can make history. You and I can choose to make history with the Lord. In other words, we don't have to be shackled by our past, whatever our past is, is about, whatever our past might be. If your past is filled with sin, you can choose to let God in, let him wash away those sins by making a sincere, honest confession. When we repent of our sins in that great sacrament of reconciliation and receive absolution from the priest, it's as if we never committed the sin at all. hope you realize that. Even though God knows we did it, it never comes between us and him again once it's forgiven in that sacrament. All of us need to make that kind of history with the Lord, even if we're not in a state of serious sin. If your past is filled with pain, you can choose to allow God to help you deal with that pain. You can choose to allow him to teach you and strengthen you in and through your suffering. I'm trying to do that with mine. You can choose to let the Lord bring good out of your pain. If you choose to do those things, believe me, you will make great history with the Lord. Father Najim and I had the privilege, and it was a privilege, of watching someone make some crucial history with the Lord a couple of weeks ago. After this Mass, two Sundays ago, I happened to be in the vestibule talking with people, and I ended up striking up a conversation with a woman who used to be a parishioner of St. Pius. One of her sons was an altar server here when I first came to Pius in 1988, a long time ago. She was in town because her husband was in Westerly Hospital in the final days of his life. As we were talking, she said to me at one point that the chaplain in the hospital had mentioned baptism to her husband when he visited him the day before. Her husband had never been baptized, which I didn't realize because she often came with him, special ceremonies, Christmas and Easter. I just presumed he was Catholic all along, but he wasn't. So I went to the hospital after Mass. And after the pleasantries we exchanged for a few minutes, I said to him point blank, would you like to be baptized? He said yes, and he said it enthusiastically. So I came right back to the rectory, told Father Najin what happened, and the two of us went back to the hospital. And there, surrounded by his wife, who was crying tears of joy, and his three sons, this man was baptized by Father Najim, which, among other things, brought him forgiveness for sin. Every single sin he had committed up to that point in his life. Talk about being washed clean. 
Father Nijam then confirmed him, gave him his first communion, and I gave him the sacrament of the sick. Five days later, he died. Five days later, the Lord called him home. I think he was ready. That's called making history, making decisive history, history with eternal consequences, history with eternal glorious consequences. It's a great grace for both Father Nature and myself, and of course for this man and his family. If I were to sum up the Lord's message to us today on this first Sunday of Advent, it would be as follows. And please try to hear the, these words as to address to you personally. If the Lord wants to say to us today, my son, my daughter, don't try to do what you cannot do. Don't try to change what you can't possibly change. Don't spend your life in a fantasy world wishing that you had a time tunnel to take you back two years or four years or 40 years. Focus all your attention on making history with me in the present moment by allowing me to forgive you the sins of your past, by allowing me to heal you of the hurts of the past, by allowing me to strengthen you, by allowing me to teach you. Begin doing this today. Begin doing it this Advent. And don't stop until we see each other face to face.